1: Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film, snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode four fourteen. A simple favor.
0: Oh, happy birthday!
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I don't even know where to go from there. Oh, it's, I'm bir- it's your birthday movie. <laughs> oh, this is my birth Oh, it's got Anna Kendrick. <laughs> you knew what I wanted. And Blake Lively making out. Yeah, I'm. I mean, just Anna Kendrick's plenty for me.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> Fine
1: Fair enough Alright This is more for me and Kevin yeah. I'm a simple man For a simple favor <laughs> <laughs> so before we dig in, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves I'm
0: Paul This is Kevin
1: And this is Tom Just real quick, shameless plugs Don't forget we're available on iTunes Have you liked us on Facebook yet? If not, why not? You should do that Facebook.com slash real spoilers And also, if you want to support the show and make us like you a little extra <laughs> Patreon.com slash real spoilers All sorts of bonus content for just $5 a month so,
0: These maracas aren't cheap <laughs>
1: There, I know. I bait. I bought them. <laughs> so uh, there, there. We did all that. Now let's dig into a simple favor, shall we?
0: Yeah. So did anyone read the book? No, I didn't. It's a it's a 2017 novel, same name. Uh, Boy, they turn that around quick. Yes, March. They must
1: uh, I feel like they must have sold the movie rights? Like it must have had heat
0: right when, when it was, was coming out. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, uh, yeah. It's it said uh, March. 21st of 2017, and here we are in September of 18. The movie's out in
1: theaters, well, and you know I bet you they were gobbling up books like this after Gone Girl. I bet you it got. oh yes,
2: that's true. You know, I, it might have been purchased before it was even published. Right. Yeah. That, uh, yeah.
1: That's what I was saying. That's what I was. Trying to right. and
0: in, in January 2016, it was announced that Fox bought the film rights, and uh, so that was a year before it even the book came out, and then uh, it it was pitched to being similar to Gone Girl and The Girl on the Train there you so go yeah there, there's your answer right there and uh, <clears throat> and then in june 2017 they still turned it around quick but in 2017 june they they announced that it would uh be distributed by Lionsgate and that paul feig and Anna kendrick and blake lively were involved so i mean it is amazing how they can they can shoot a movie yeah. um that the rock movie jungle cruise with emily blunt i mean that's done like i remember them being like oh a jungle cruise movie's coming out and the rock's like yeah i'm gonna, we're gonna start filming it like it's wrapped Yeah, you know, and that's a big Disney movie. It's just crazy how like these people are busy, especially people like The Rock. Tight schedules, they get them for those few weeks or whatever, and they can film a whole movie and and turn it out for the next year.
1: Amazing. Well, I will say of those three movies, Gone Girl, Girl on the Train, and now A Simple Favor, I think I like this one the best. Really, as a film property,
0: yeah. Do you like uh, Do you like the comedy element? Like, does that earn it more points? Whereas, I don't
1: know. I had already read the books. Okay. Uh, I had not read the book on this one, yeah. so maybe some of that is because I could get involved with the story in a way that I couldn't with the other two because I already knew what That's the story true. was. I read, Ga- I,
0: I mean, I really enjoyed and read Gone Girl before the movie, and I thought it was
2: a close adaptation. I, I enjoyed the Gone Girl movie, but I you just knew figured, what was going to
1: happen. But I feel like yeah. I enjoyed this more.
2: Yeah. No. I, I hadn't read any of these. Yeah, and I really liked the Gone Girl movie a lot. I thought yeah. Rosamund Pike was unbelievable. It's a great, in that movie. it's a
0: great adaptation. Uh, adaptation and Affleck is perfect. Yes. Yeah, That casting with that smirk, the you know crap-eating grin, like yeah. they describe in the book, and you see Affleck, it's like, jeez. How many
2: fa- How many husband and wife couples went to dinner after seeing that movie <laughs> and said, "Okay, my blood type is B negative." <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: her blood her type was to be negative <laughs>
0: that's true yeah I, it's a great movie i uh katie has never seen it and she doesn't like a lot of suspenseful stuff and i got her to watch sharp objects which was amazing like that is a feat if you know katie it's like she just doesn't like she will not watch horror like you know halloween that trailer comes on and Oh, looks that looks good okay you're seeing it by yourself kind of thing but yeah. you know it's hard to get her to watch anything that's like tension and stressful she just doesn't like that it stresses her out but i got her to watch sharp objects i'm like it's not that creepy and it's really good and she and enjoyed it so i'm trying to like i thought maybe that's a good ease into gone girl it's very similar um, same author so did she uh, see a simple favor she did and she loved it yeah she loved it well because probably because it had comedy to it yeah
1: the stakes didn't feel as high right yeah and i would think i haven't seen sharp objects yet but i've read them both and uh i think sharp objects is a much darker book than gone girl
0: yeah that's that's probably true isn't was that her first book too I want to say Sharp Objects was the first one, but I I can't keep track. I read it after they were already published. Yeah. All three of them. I I think it was that other one. Uh, The one that they brought out for a second, the Charlize Theron one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, but Sharp Objects is good. If you haven't seen that, Amy Adams, really good. Did you watch her poems? I watched the first episode and gave up. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. But anyway, so uh, but it, this is based on a book, and so it had the quick turnaround. Uh, really, uh, apparently, the book was really good, and so um, you know, and I hadn't read it, but I I really like mysteries like this. I love. I, I really like the you know old noir movies. I really like it when someone is trying to solve a mystery. And I thought they did a really interesting thing with this where the main character of the book and the movie uh, played by Anna Kendrick, Stephanie, she's a mommy vlogger. And I'm like, it's just such an up to date thing. Like you don't see in movies. I mean, that's a fairly newer thing. And when they're writing stories, you don't see a lot of that. So I thought that was really interesting. Like, wow, that's a job. I mean, it is. You have people that play video games for a living. You have people that do vlogs on all sorts of things. Well, this and eighth
2: grade from just a few months ago. Yeah. The, the girl. Well, that's true. Yeah. And she's not doing
0: it as a career, but the main character is a vlogger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's told through her. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But so anyway, I, I thought that was really cool and, and very, and like, yeah, that's, that's totally a thing now. And so she's, she, she does this. And I was a little confused at first because this movie does the thing where it's, it's, Told it starts off in the future, like it's like her best friend, played by Blake Lively, has been missing. I think five days when this starts off, and so she says in one of her vlogs, like, "I'm going to teach you these recipes. I'm trying to keep it together, but you know, my best friend's uh, is it Emily? I think uh, Emily has been. I saw it a week and a half ago. So. Yeah, same,
1: same here. <laughs> so, I, I saw it long. I saw it the the Thursday it opened. Yeah, so. a week
0: and three fourths ago. Yeah, no, but uh, so uh, she. Emily is has been missing and she says my best friend and so it was really weird but you you kind of understand later on in the movie and from what I've read the book in the book Stephanie is a lot weirder and like really wants to be her friend like they Anna Kendrick's character is a lot more normal in this movie apparently than what the book is she's a little more stalker she is desperate
2: she is desperate in this movie to be a super mom. Yeah, She wants to do everything she can for her kid, volunteers for every committee there is yeah. at school, wants to br- bring, make cupcakes, teach everybody how to make zucchini yeah. pie, uh, all of those yeah. things. She wants to be, and actually is in some ways, that person.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, in this movie it comes off as more as like, that's like that she's too much but like in the book apparently she's a little weird and a little like you know she really wants to be her best friend and she's really desperate for her. so um anyway so they did tweak some things for the movie um but but so yeah so she says my best friend's been missing for 5 days and so they kind of we go back and we see how they met so their kids both are in school and uh Blake Lively is working uh for a a designer i guess as well yeah
1: what she's he, like a high powered PR She's person. the marketing
2: director for a
0: fashion designer. Yeah. yeah, and so and so, you know, she's one thing that I I have to say her outfits. I mean, working in the fashion industry in this movie, I don't work there, but in this movie, the, these outfits are like really cool. I mean, Blake Lively, her fashion sense is really neat. And if you look into it, like she did all sorts of press wearing a lot of these outfits from the movie, like all her interviews she did dressed up in these outfits. And she was comparing her photos to like, uh, you know, like old movie stars wearing similar outfits. And, you know, of course, I mean, she's, She's wearing like the female equivalent to it, but very similar to like the male style. Just really unique, cool designs. You know what helps with that? What's that? Looking like Blake Lively. <laughs> very, uh, very helpful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You, you can put Blake Lively in anything. I right. mean, you're, yeah, it's exactly. It doesn't matter if it's something that a man wore or whatever, a suit. It's like, yeah, it's Blake Lively. But I will say one thing like that is right away, Katie. Was like I love her outfit and her style, so I think that's something that a lot of the women, were, you know, really appealing is like, wow, her fashion sense. And so, aside from the story, and there's a lot of comedy, and it's really interesting. It's like they have her dressed up in all these unique outfits, so really, really cool dress um, outfits. The whole thing. Yep. But so she comes up. Great uh, costume design. Yeah, absolutely. And so she she comes up to school and and after after class, and uh, the two kids are are outside waiting. Uh, I think one of them. Emily's kid wants to have a play date and she's, they,
1: they, they want together. The The kids get along really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And so they, they, they want to have a play date and, and Anna Kendrick says, Oh, that's not, you know, we've got to talk to your mom and here she comes and she comes out of her Porsche or whatever, looking all, you know, dressed up in her suit and, and everything. And you can tell that she's really, really busy. Come on, let's go. Okay. Not today. Mommy needs a drink. And so you you get your first sense that she's, uh, she drinks a lot and she's she doesn't seem extremely involved with her kid like, you know, it just comes off as really you've got super mom and then you've got Parent, Lively parenting, not a priority, mom. Yes, exactly. Let me go have a drink. Like you go play. I am going to go drink. She's kind of
1: the stereotype of what every stay-at-home mom thinks a working mom would be like.
0: That's true. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you've got these two people on the polar opposites. Uh, but she she basically says like I need a drinking partner, especially if I am going to have these kids running around <laughs> or whatever. And so she invites Anna Kendrick over to have a drink, and so they get along very quickly. And so the the thing is, when I was Saw that first scene and they said, Oh, my best friend's been missing for five days. Like I was thinking that they had been friends for a long time she calls her her best friend and I think that's your first clue into the inside of Anna Kendrick's characters like she's calling her her best friend but these people didn't meet that long ago like it more than five days that she's been missing but I would say what do you think a couple weeks a few weeks they've been hanging out maybe before. maybe not even that maybe one week yeah Yeah. like it's it's, I think at
1: most a month yeah at at most exactly so
0: so you get the you do see that Anna Kendrick is aside from her like super mom and wanting to be this amazing mom and vlogger and all that she's desperate for friends and she's very quick to get attached and and so she's just really attracted to the not not in a sexual way but the power and the coolness of blake lively and, and everything. the house and the house yeah exactly the house it's that, the lifestyle exactly and so yeah she sees the first thing she comments is like this house is amazing and blake lively is like it's a money pit it sucks we should e- get out of here do
1: either of you watch uh big little lies no no uh, th- this uh, very much reminds me of that and i also like the house there's a house in big little lies where i was like is that the same house oh, it maybe. looked very similar so it?
0: okay uh, but yeah and if you
1: liked this you would probably like big little lies okay okay
0: so yeah i mean it's a really cool modern house very upscale and, and but you know it's just interesting that Blake Lively has this life, at least this look, and she's cool, and the outfits, and the house, and and Blake Lively is just very negative about everything. You know, her work is draining, and she always needs to have a drink, and the house is draining all her money. She has this husband that she, you know, says is terrible. He's a failed author, and now he's a professor. Well, and, he was a
2: successful author yeah. who hasn't written
0: oh, another sorry, book has, since then. Well, yeah, he had one successful book, and which is almost going.
1: worse than being failed. Right? So, like you, she you he, had it. He and, had this taste yeah. of success. And now he's, like, just a professor.
0: And she basically says, like, the bait and switch. Like, she fell in love with the successful author. Right. And now he hasn't done anything since. And now she's she is a working, you know, she's out there working.
2: I'm going to make a list someday of movies about authors who had a hit book and then could never quite match it again. Because that is a trope that has gone on for 30-plus <laughs> yes. years in movies. I can't name any of them yeah, for you right I, now. I, well, no,
0: that's...
1: Sun, wasn't Sunset Boulevard, wasn't that uh, –
2: he was, like, a – screenwriter right
1: that that's why he
0: i don't know that it was one movie he was at least successful at some time but yeah. he was definitely having a writer's block right yeah. so yeah that's a good a good example so anyway but so as they hang out more and more uh they they become closer friends and and stephanie really i mean really likes hanging out over there with emily um but we learn that that stephanie has this kind of weird past with her half brother and i'm just like this is really strange because so at first they're doing like kind of a truth or dare type thing. Right. And she's like, tell me the craziest. Emily says, tell me the craziest thing you've ever done. And Stephanie's like, she's "Like my brother. Yeah. yeah. Right. But she, she didn't she, jump right. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. but you know, it's It's interesting. Cause you see, uh, you see the flashback, but she's telling the story and she's an unreliable narrator to Emily. And so she's, she's saying like, Oh, I kind of like, I I met my half brother. I didn't know he was my half brother, and I thought he was attractive. But then, and he we was kissed, my but we stopped.
1: Or we almost kissed? We
0: almost kissed, and then and she and Blake Lively is like, "You totally did him." Yeah, and and so <laughs> she she it becomes this ribbing that goes on through the entire movie for her pleasure. Yeah, exactly. She was ripped to, for her pleasure. Yeah, very good. <laughs> well, I don't think they use protection. Actually, is the problem? shit. <laughs> That's actually so, but you know, and she yeah, she calls. So her,
1: this she, is a very common. Thing I don't know if you know that or not. Not to sleep with your brother, but to have genetic sexual attraction to blood relatives that you don't meet until you're an adult. What? It, it's a very common phenomenon, really. And so uh they will actually tell people that, like, if you were given up for adoption and you go back and you find your birth parents and you have siblings, like that, you never don't sleep knew, with them. They'll tell you, like, like. Be aware of the fact that you could find yourself attracted to them because you'll like like I I watched a documentary about this one time and it was riveting. uh, Just people that would meet siblings like half siblings later in life and just become infatuated with them to the point like the one guy like met his half sister. He was like 75 years old. It like completely threw away his life because he was so like quote unquote in love with her. There's
2: a name for this Uh, phenomenon.
0: Gross. West Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so like the they kind of breezed by it really quickly in the movie. I don't you know, I don't know how the book handles it exactly. I mean it's from what I read with the similarities and the differences, it's not like they changed it a lot, but I don't know how delicately or how quickly they go by it. But in the movie, it's like you know, Blake Lively's character is like, yeah, you're a brother effort and she is messing around with her, but she's also being serious. And she did, we, you know, that she definitely did have this relationship with her half brother. And it just, I don't know. It just kind of went by quickly enough to where like, they didn't make it seem like it was weird. And I'm like, but that's weird, right? Like that's yeah. not. And I mean, I understand what you're saying with the scientific, whatever, but I'm like, in layman's terms i mean that's a weird thing and oh
1: absolutely i'm not like are, i'm not lobbying yeah, no, 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 yeah but, uh, like, I'm, but i'm just saying that like it's a common <laughs> enough thing that like yeah. like experts will warn you like hey yeah. fyi you're you there's a chance you'll feel this way and you need to really right. put the brakes on it because because you'll you you have all these things in common and you have this almost like you're hardwired to love each other and you don't have another way to express that and you didn't where, grow up with each other to you, have that when you grow yeah. up around each other you like reverse imprint yeah. and it like and so i mean i see it with um with my son brian and my stepdaughter sydney like they've like they've been around each other since she had just turned six and he had just turned what uh eight yeah and like they're brother and sister like they they don't you know what i mean like they're yeah. they're fight and then they'll wrestle but it's never weird like yeah it's, you know what I mean like it's you know like play wrestle not yeah. like they're fighting and they're mad and they're wrestling but uh, and but like when we first when I first started dating Crystal we were just like should we be worried and now we're just like they are so brother and sister like yeah it, it, you know because they were around each other so young and for so long but yeah like like I said it's it's a it's a Interesting. well-established okay. phenomenon
0: yeah. okay but still very illegal like half half siblings it's still legal it's incest yeah so, i mean that's but not tom much. is not lobbying for yes we, we, we want to be very totally clear about we this i have no for those half of siblings. you who thought that
2: tom was lobbying <laughs> right. for half sibling just, sex he is not <laughs> doing <laughs> no. that very clear about yes. that right
0: so so she tells the story and in the flashback she's yeah like, come <laughs> on i want to be on the supreme court one day <laughs> yeah don't ruin it for me <laughs> yeah so so she's like yeah and we almost kiss but like in the flashback then you see her like unbuttoning his pants and they're like getting you know so it's interesting with the unreliable narrator to see it play out i thought it was an interesting storytelling dynamic too yeah usually you have the unreliable narrator and they show you what they're saying and you're visualizing that and you're like yeah they're full of it it really went down maybe you see this later on how it really happened but in this movie they simultaneously tell she unreliably narrates and so i thought that was kind of interesting but so this is hanging around and it's glossed over and i guess now thinking of what happens later on maybe that's why they glossed by it but it just seemed right. very nonchalant to where i thought it was weird yeah i will i will say when i'm watching
1: i'm like this seems like this should be a, a larger pl-
0: plot yeah. point no like but, she re- yeah. you're like ah oh,
2: you're a brother after haha moving on and i'm yeah. wait a second i think i think if you'll pardon the use of this phrase they're just planting a seed yes. yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, but they also because Touche.
1: because the movie is made in this kind of quirky fashion they it's really deft misdirection that's yeah, and true that, because and yeah. that you're you're willing to accept it as just this quirky story yeah. as opposed to like oh i see where this is going
0: yeah i mean it's a this is a paul feig movie yeah and very different than bridesmaids and the other like did he direct the heat as well mm-hmm. uh, you know very different than his other movies and obviously this is adapted so he has something else that you know he's he's basing this on uh but but there's the comedy element and it's handled very well in this movie but this is a mystery and there are some serious things going on in this so make no mistake this isn't the like you know comedy girls night out ruckus right you know this is a it's just a quirky bridesmaids yeah it's a quirky mystery uh murder mystery while
2: we're on that subject can, can we just try to think back to when was the last time there was a funny mystery movie maybe the heat qualifies i didn't see it but I know a lot of people saw it, Melissa McCarthy and, it's uh, and Sandra Bullock. Straightforward, right? Not even really a mystery. That's like a buddy cop movie, but they're Okay, female. so do we have to go back to th- something like Desperately Seeking Susan or or Foul Play with Chevy Chase a and Foul Goldie Play Hong? is
1: what came to mind for me.
2: So that's a long time since yeah. that genre has been resurrected. That's, yeah. in the, that's in the 70s, isn't it? Foul Play is in the 70s. 78, something 70, like that?
1: Yeah, because it was uh, Foul Play, I believe, was Chevy Chase's first post-SNL so movie. So maybe 77 even. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the closest thing I can think of, I mean, which, I mean, this may even be a little too far off, but, like, Veronica Mars. I mean, they made a movie off the TV show that was yeah. canceled. But, like, she's a detective, and she's trying to figure things out. Fall play was 78. Okay. It's funny, but it always revolves around a mystery, and she's trying to... There's a, you know, plot line throughout it, and she's trying to solve... Solve these bigger stories. So yeah, um, you know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's a good question. You know, when I, other movies I was thinking of was like, I know this isn't the exact same genre, but reinventing the noir is like Brick. You know, Ryan Johnson's first right. movie. Um, it, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like I love that movie. It's so good, and it took the noir setting but set it in high school. So even though these are moms and they're obviously you know grown up, they have adult jobs and everything, but still they're not. This isn't like hard. It's this isn't Chinatown or or Sunset Boulevards. Right. You know, they're not right. these older. It's a different take on the noir movie. And so, um, Brick was a really good example. Of the first thing that came to my mind of similar. I was just finding
2: two other movies that fit in this category: Silver Streak. Yeah. That's uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, yeah. their first one together, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And because Stir Crazy came after that. Right. And maybe Ace Ventura. Does that qualify? Yeah. I, you know, a recent one I think
1: that qualifies would be Game Night. Oh, yes. Game Night was Jason Bateman and uh, Kyle Chandler. Yeah. Okay. And if you haven't seen it, that's actually a pretty funny movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a mystery and it was funny, but it's a different kind of funny. Yes, very. You know, and yeah. I love that movie, but it's not like your kind of glossy Hollywood. But comedy. we had a
2: whole run of these in the late seventies and early eighties. There were tons yeah. of them, and then they stopped making them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: this is it, it is very refreshing. I mean, it seemed very unique. So this is definitely not a played out one. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so we we go forward from the uh you know brother effing story, and we we move forward. Um. So like I said, uh, the husband, Emily's husband, who is Henry Golding, who we just saw in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Uh, this guy has. I mean, he's new actor. Like Crazy Rich Asians was his first movie. Here he is in this other movie that's doing quite well. It's a second movie. Like, I don't know how this guy just popped up all of a sudden, but he's... And he's, they, his, I mean, they
1: discovered him for... Didn't they, like... I forget how they... Like, for Crazy Rich Asians, they just... They found him somewhere. Yeah, I found
2: him at the Henry Cavill factory, (laughs) (laughs) the the factory where everybody looks really great like a mannequin and acts like one, too. (laughs) (laughs) But at least at least he gets to use his British accent, though, you
0: know, like that's the problem with Henry Cavill is they need to have him stop playing American characters. Henry Cavill, use your regular British accent, fine. But that American thing where he just talks
2: really deep and like this in yeah. every movie. But
0: they're both terrible actors. You don't like Henry Golding? No. I thought he was pretty charming. Like in Crazy Rich Asians, I really liked him. I thought he was charming. He does charming. nothing
2: in that movie. He, he does
0: nothing. But he has that look. Like he plays the husband or boyfriend or whatever. Like he plays think, the mannequin. Huh. I,
1: I did not He didn't bother me. They didn't give that? him much to do in fairness. He's got a lot more to do in this, I think. I think they gave him yeah. everything he could handle, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so anyway so he worked <laughs> right up to his level of acting <laughs> capabilities so emily's always dogging on him because of the you know one one hit wonder type thing with the book and uh and yeah, they're uh, very mean to each other yeah
1: it's it's, uh, it's very uh who's afraid of virginia wolf
0: yeah and they and then they set up this weird i, I didn't really know where this was going but then Emily says something about a threesome with the husband and, and and the TA, one of his TAs. He's a professor now. And I just thought that like I didn't really get what that connection was going for other than to say like they have some weird sexual prowess right. or
2: you know, I don't know what. I they're... love the fact that Anna Kendrick figures the TA must be a guy. And Blake Lively says, "I don't know why you'd assume that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's I... a moment in the theater where people actually went, "Ooh." But I, that's
0: weird because in my mind, that didn't cross my mind for a second that it would be a guy. Like, why? That's
2: because you are a guy. Oh. And to you, a threesome involves two women. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> see, and in Anna I, Kendrick's mind, it's two guys. Uh, <laughs> it's, see, I
1: assumed a guy as well just because uh, Blake Lively's character is so, like, brash and take no prisoners. She seemed like the sort that would be like, no, 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 we're not doing the two-girl thing. You're bringing a guy home for me. Hmm. like that, Like, that's... Because huh. I landed in the same place Anna Kendrick did.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting how everyone has their own Blake Lively threesome scenario. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so they they mentioned that. So you know they they traded these these stories or whatnot. Um, so going forward, so this is a few weeks into their friendship, whatever the time period is, and this is where we get a simple favor. So Emily calls up uh, Stephanie and she says, "Hey, I have." A, a real simple favor to ask you or however she words it. And she says, can you take Nikki, her son, uh, and watch him? I have a meeting that's going to run. She later. says she has an emergency. Oh, an emergency. Okay. And so she says, yeah, of course, you know, Stephanie's fine with it. The kids can play. She tells them, Hey, you're going to have a play date. They're all excited. And then that play date turns into, she's calling Emily and should I feed him dinner? And then, okay, I'm going to put him to bed. And then the next day, sending him off to school. And meanwhile, Stephanie is doing her thing, her daily, her vlogging or whatever. And she keeps calling emily like uh okay hey and yeah. she's like Come hey you know kid. no yeah but she's like trying to be super nice about it too and i mean anna kendrick i think we can all agree is just amazing like she's yeah. she's yeah. so personable she's so funny she's she's just great and so she's doing this thing where she's like you know hi i don't want to be too much of a trouble but it is it's been like a day and a half now and so she's doing her thing and and uh just trying to get hold of her and nothing uh so eventually i think what she calls uh Sean, who is Henry Golding, and she says, "Hey, uh, did you know that I have Nikki?" Like uh, Emily has been gone for two days, and he's and then he's like, "She does this or she's done this before." Uh, he's away. I think he's he's out of the country in London.
1: His, his mother's ill.
0: Yeah, yeah, she has a broken something yep. whatever. Yeah, and so so he's like, "I'll be back tomorrow and we'll work this out." But but that's where we get the first hint where it's like she does this or she's done this before, and so you're yeah. like, oh, what like something weird is going on with. Uh, Stephanie. no, Emily, I'm Emily. sorry. Emily. Yeah. The names, it's like, I just want to, maybe we just call him Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> so, so we know that something is weird here. So, anyway, uh, eventually, uh, he comes home and he takes the kid, but they, they start forming this relationship. Like, from the very beginning, you're like, something's going to happen here. I mean, it's pretty obvious that as more and more time goes on and, um, you know, and Blake Lively's gone, that it's like Anna Kendrick and Henry Golding are getting closer and closer and she's taking care of their kids. And, well, and you could
1: see, uh, um, Uh, As soon when she first meets Henry Golding that they have a connection because she is an avid reader and like had read his book and knew his influences. And there was definitely and she's already jealous of her lifestyle. And then now she actually she actually likes her husband. Yeah. Which makes it all the more complicated.
0: Yeah, it definitely. And so so as time goes on, it's like she's gone stephanie or emily is gone and and uh they're they don't know what has happened but so now Anna kendrick takes it upon herself to turn into a detective and and i really like this idea i you know and going back to like the movie brick i was talking about earlier where this high school kid takes it upon himself to become a detective i like that i like it's it's a really, it, it just changes it up from the old, you know, open at the detective agency and the, you know, the mysterious woman comes in and says, I have a case. Like when you get these average people to become detectives, it's yep. fun. It it, it really uh, turns it on its head while still having the mystery. And uh, this one has a lot of the comedy. But so she is now trying to figure out what happened to her quote unquote best friend. So she's going on her vlog and we eventually come current with where the movie started. And- I
1: I like how it's it's subtle, but whenever you see her vlog, every time they show It like the The comments, yeah. The subscriber number is larger, yeah. And it like it's it's small at first. Like it went from like like I think at first she had like four hundred subscribers. Yeah, it was very small. And then like the next time she had like six fifty. Like they didn't just jump it overnight. Did you read the
0: comments though too? Real small, but at the bottom, there's always comments talking about, I'm sure she'll show up. Yeah. Oh, it was the husband, definitely. And I mean, it's like, I mean, whatever. You know, the people are always commenting. It's hard to keep track because we just saw searching, which there's a lot of social media comments. But they were doing a commentary, like all the the people are trying to also solve yeah. the mystery. Um, so so she throws it out to her show, though. She's getting more and more subscribers. She's like, if you guys hear anything, you know, about my best friend, help us out here. And, and so she's, she's throwing that out there. Um, but uh, she... Another weird thing that we didn 't mention earlier, but whenever the two of them are at the park with the kids, uh, Anna Kendrick has a camera with her because she 's like the yearbook mom that 's just supposed to take pictures of the parents <laughs> like candid photos. I forgot about this and right. yeah, and this was a really another really big clue is something weird is going on with with uh, Emily and she takes a picture of her, and Emily. Is like, I mean, not messing around, delete that right now. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, Anna Kendrick's, oh, I'm just taking this photo, you know, it's for, it's for the yearbook. And yeah. then she's, I mean, I can't remember exactly what she says because it's been a while, but very forcefully. Hyper like, serious. Like, delete this right effing now or whatever she says. It's like,
2: oh, my God. like, Now, what do you think? I mean, when you're watching a mystery movie, part of the puzzle is you watching it, trying to figure it out. What did you think at that point? So when she did that,
0: I mean, when someone doesn't want their photo taken, I think they've done something illegal or they've changed their identity. Yeah. Witness protection That's exactly what I thought. Witness protection. So yeah, that's that's the first place where I went. And I'll tell you, I kind of figured out what was going on about halfway through the movie. And when we get there, I'll we'll bring this up but yeah at first i just figured like yeah she changed her identity and she can't be seen what did you think with the photo incident why did blake lively freak out when anna kendrick took a photo for the yearbook
1: i wasn't sure i didn't know if they were going to go with some sort of like witness relocation thing or if she had had a previous relationship with uh a guy who was abusive and stalking her like Like, i kind of Oh. It didn't seem like a relocation thing. Okay. I, I was leaning more towards that.
0: Interesting. Okay, so that was you know, a clue like something more is going on here. There's a reason why she doesn't like that. So, so Stephanie, after several days of of Emily's disappearance, she goes to the Dennis Nylon headquarters. Dennis Nylon is the designer uh, that Emily works for, and she she tries to get an appointment with Mister Nylon, and they're like, you know, he's not seeing anyone. And and who, she, who plays him? Oh, who was Can that? Do you remember? I can't remember um, who that is.
1: Hang on. I pulled up here. Uh Rupert Friend.
0: Okay. Is that Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's, he seemed like somebody I knew but I guess Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, he's a char- he's a character actor. I mean, he's okay. been you would you would know him from other stuff. Uh, but anyway, she tries to get an appointment. No, you know, the secretary's like, he's not taking appointments. He's busy. And she says, I'll wait. And I really like, I mean, Anna Kendrick is just, she's cute with whatever she does. Yeah. And, you know, she sits back and like the chair scoots or she starts falling back. And so she like scoots it closer to the wall so she can lean against the wall. Like, it's just, it's great that she can do virtually nothing, but it's just, it's funny. and Yeah. It's, yeah she's so charming. Yes. Uh, but, so she waits there. She's
1: very reminiscent in this movie of uh, Reese Witherspoon in Election.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can not see that.
1: quite as persnickety, but yeah,
0: but I, I can yeah. see that definitely. I mean, she has a she has a very I mean, she's she's persistent about you know getting what she wants, and she, when she's on this case and trying to find her best friend, like she's going to do what it takes. And yeah, I can totally see that. But anyway, Dennis Nylon eventually walks in with his entourage, and he's talking, and she says, you know, Mister Nylon, I need to talk to you. And he's like, I don't take appointments. And he says, it's about Emily; she's been missing. And then all of a sudden, he gets really you know that draws his attention like oh she's on one of her no one really you know keeps track of her she does what she does and if she says it's important then you know whatever and and i think the last place that she had in her appointment book was that she was going to be in was it miami or yeah okay and so i guess he didn't really know anything about that but so he's like okay well we'll look into it and he goes up to his office and he's like yelling there and and you know he's not happy about her disappearance we find out later but Anna Kendrick hangs around and she's she's going to try to find some clues she thinks that it has something to do with with this Dennis Nylon job. And so she ends up sneaking around into the office, you know, fun little scene. She starts walking with someone that's running messages or whatever. And she ducks into the office and she's looking all around at uh you know, in the drawers, not really coming up with anything. And then someone comes into the office and so she has to hide under the desk. But it's one of those clear top desks. And it's a she sees a picture of what looks like Emily. I think I I think this is supposed to be Emily like well, I mean, it's hard to say without while tiptoeing around, but yeah. it looks like Emily for all intents and purposes, and uh, it it says something like you've got to have hope or faith. You got to have faith. faith. Okay, so or keep the faith. Keep is it? Keep? Which is it? I don't know.
1: it this got to have faith. Okay, got to have yeah. faith. Okay,
0: um, so it was a picture of George Michael, and <laughs> no, it's a different one. So, so here's your other clue where it's like, what is happening? It, it's a, it's not a good photo, and Anna Kendrick remark something like oh that's why she doesn't want to picture check because it's a very candid photo it's not her in makeup it's not her dressed in you know these amazing outfits that she wears every scene that we see her uh it's it's just a really candid photo with her just not looking made up and so she jokes oh that's why or whatever but it's just weird where you're like what is happening what is this photo it looked like something the photo was like a like a blackmail photo or something you know what i mean it's the handwriting was really messy and it's a black and white photo someone sent this to her to spook her. you know right. it was one of these type of photos and it's so like a
2: xerox of an eight by ten yeah
0: exactly with this weird writing on it so obviously this was some kind of intimidation but what does it mean we don't know but there's another clue and so anna kendrick ends up taking the photo uh she hightails it out of there but i, I and this is when dennis nylon and his entourage catcher But then another really good scene where she invokes something that uh, Emily had told her. Emily says, you know, you have to be forceful with these people. Uh, Stephanie had overheard Emily talking on the phone with Dennis Nylon, her boss, and she's, like, letting him have it. And Stephanie's like, you talk to your boss like that? And she says, that's the way to deal with these people. So she remembers that. And she says, you know, oh, you know, you better get your hands off me because I'm going to. I have a vlog to all these thousands of moms and I'm going to tell them about this altercation and
2: they let go and she goes on her way. And let's go back to one other thing from the very first scene where Emily and Stephanie are at Emily's house. Okay, Stephanie's the kind of woman who always apologizes. Oh, yeah, for yeah. for everything. Yeah. And and Emily is the kind of person who never apologizes for anything. And every time Stephanie does it she says, "Don't do that. Stop it. Stop saying sorry. I'm yeah. going to slap the sorry out of you." Yeah. And that really makes an impression on her, which is kind of part of her state of mind when yeah. she's doing this with exactly. the guy. That yeah, and in it's the, in the
0: office. Yeah, and I like it's funny when later on when it comes up when she, as she goes on in the movie, she apologizes less and less. And later on in the movie, she says sorry. And so, well, well, I'm not sorry, but you know, it's yeah. just it is funny how it has an impression, and she grows throughout the movie. Uh, so anyway, so she gets this this poster, or um, she gets this picture, and then she starts xeroxing it and putting it up all over town, which Emily already doesn't like to have her picture taken or anything. And now she's posting this everywhere. So like, my first thought was like, oh my god, like. Because we don't know what's going on with her at this point. Is she going to come back? Is she okay? Is she now dead? the
2: hitman's going to find her because she's yeah. And she's putting this all
0: over town. Right. I'm like, oh my god, she doesn't even want her picture taken. Here it is everywhere. So I thought this is not going to end well for Stephanie for for just the photo reason. But anyway, so she's putting this up every everywhere. Uh, and then here's where we get to the detective. So so they're investigating this murder and. Stephanie is getting very close with uh, the husband. And so the detective comes and it, it's like every time we s- see him come to the house to question somebody, Stephanie's there and it looks bad. You know, it just, it's one of those things where it's that cliche where we know that Stephanie at this point at least isn't involved with the husband, but it's like, she always ends up being there. So you know that it's going to look very bad from the outside. Uh, but she talks to the detective and uh, she gives him all the information and uh, they find out that uh, through a vlog, actually, because she's throwing out all these feelers on the vlog, one of the people said in the comments, like, I saw your friend in Michigan. And so now we're trying to figure out what does Michigan have to do with any of this?
2: Yeah, she said she was on Miami. How could she be in Michigan? Yeah,
0: and now she's in Michigan all of a sudden. So the stories aren't lining up. Maybe they're it's,
2: just bad at postal abbreviations.
0: Right. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, so I, one time I was just...
1: I was at a concert. We went... I my wife to see uh george Strait and in uh, little rock and we're sitting next to these people and uh we're talking to them it's a it's a couple and they're like oh our our kids bought us these tickets for our anniversary we're like oh how nice and and uh we're like where are you from and they're like oh we're from uh when they say they're they're from las vegas and we're like why would you come from las vegas to see george Strait?" in arkansas and they were like our kids bought the tickets and they thought it was in arizona because they didn't know the abbreviation oh. mm, and then they're like the, the seats were so good that they were like screw it we're gonna go to arkansas yep.
0: <laughs> wow but
2: by the funny. way there's some homework for our listeners try to figure out the difference between the postal codes for yes. arizona alaska arkansas and alabama there yeah. you go
0: some homework so so one of the people on the vlog ends up Uh, saying that they spot her in Michigan. And so the detective, they go there and, you know, flash forward. And this is where we get a big scene where they find the car that she rented. Apparently she rented this white car and they find it in a lake. And at this point, I thought it was going to be one of these things like, oh, they find the car, but she's not there. What's going, you know, what's going on? No, they pull a body out of the water. And this is where I'm scratching my head. Like, it just it just didn't seem feasible that Blake Lively was gone, not even halfway through the movie, right? So, but
1: because the story is not told in a linear fashion, yeah. she could still be in the movie, sure. Without that makes sense. Being alive, so
0: that makes sense.
1: If the movie was, if the structure was traditional, I would be like, no way. Yeah. But because they they have all these flashbacks going on, I'm like. Well they well, can still
0: show her in, yeah. She you could know, still
1: you know, be in a good chunk of the film. Janet Lee is only in half of Psycho. Which was purposeful. Yeah. Like that was a total you know, head fake on his part on yep. Hitchcock's part. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um so anyway, this part though where I'm like, wow, this is crazy. There has to I mean, in my mind I'm just thinking there has to be more to this. But this is the moment where I figured it out. There's one very obvious thing. If you know what Blake Lively looks like they pull this body out of the water and, and, I mean, as far as most of the audience is concerned, it's Blake Lively. They just pulled her body out. Well, she's dead. Not even halfway through the you movie. You
2: spotted the thing? Yeah. My wife did too. Yeah. And When she told me later, I went, I'm such an idiot.
0: Blake Lively has a mole on the right side of her face. This body had a mole on the left side. I mean it's a little thing but it's like I've just I've seen Blake Lively for years now I mean it's just it didn't look right to me I go isn't her mole on the other side so at this point I never noticed her mole so yeah so at this point I'm thinking oh it's but at this point I'm like I mean it could be many things but I'm like either it's a fake it's a plant a, a fake body or some some kind of w- weird thing where they put the mole on the wrong side because they didn't know or you know i'm just thinking there could be all sorts of weird
2: in the film days you would think they printed the negative backwards yeah <laughs> totally yeah, <laughs> really sure a- absolutely yeah. 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 yeah
0: but it's like that's a mistake where it's just especially in a movie like this i'm like there's no way that's a mistake like they didn't put the mole on the wrong side of the body so right then i'm like that's and a- you
1: and you know
2: be, that paul feig is too good of a director to do that yeah. Right.
1: On accident.
2: Yeah, my wife noticed something else in there. I don't know how much I can spoil in this scene. Yeah, go, go for, for it.
1: Because, I mean, everyone should have seen the movie. But, if it, I listening.
0: mean, yeah, this, yeah, like we said, if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, just stop here if you've listened this far. But we're going to get into territory. Rather than circling back, I think we're going to come to it yeah. now as we get there. So,
2: Okay. Blake Lively's character, Stephanie, has a tattoo on one of her wrists. Oh, is that on the other the side, too? The dead body has it on the other uh, wrist. See,
0: ah. I... I couldn't, obviously, because that's just a movie thing, and so I didn't, I don't know. No, I have
2: to say that my wife reads two, three, four mystery novels a week. Ah, so she's she looking for the She always figures it out before yeah. the end of the book. Yeah. She's never gotten to the end of the book and said, wow, I was completely surprised. Uh. She always <laughs> do. I don't read any of those books, but yeah. when I see this in a movie, I'm completely surprised. Yeah. I never know it.
0: Yeah, so- I, I didn't remember that, but that's just another one of these things that, uh, you know, Blake Lively's character, Anna Kendrick Caesar, cool tattoo of these flames. Then I didn't understand that symbol. Like they said, oh, it's charity. And I'm like, well, she works for charity. Like, I don't know astrology or whatever. So when she said charity, I, I thought it was a heart or something. Yeah, so did I. It yeah, I thought it was a heart. And she said something about charity and it went over my head like. Oh, that's a charity that has that symbol. Or I have no idea, but apparently that's a symbol or sign. So she has these flames and the symbol in the middle. So I didn't catch that. But yeah, the, I mean, the the mole thing is just like her trademark thing. I mean, it's right on her face and it's on the wrong side. So I'm like, that's not her. That's this is a fake uh, either a cover up, a fake body there, whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, so they're like, oh, she's dead. And everyone's mourning and they go to the funeral and. Anna Kendrick is getting close closer and closer to the husband all the time. They you know, she's there and as the best friend and she's taking care of the kids while the husband is mourning and and helping them out at the funeral. They're next to each other and you see Anna Kendrick looking up. I mean, I don't know if you'd say lovingly, but at the funeral she's looking at him intently but then there's Dennis Nylon is that's his name right mm-hmm. he's looking over at them at the funeral and she, you know she gives Dennis a look and then kind of looks down or looks away or something and so Dennis Nylon is really suspicious i mean not only has Stephanie been sneaking around his office but now she's really close with the husband right and so i read in the book apparently Dennis Nylon is like at the forefront of trying to find emily so that's one thing in the book where like he's really minimized in this movie but but they they kind of allude to the fact that Dennis nylon is very right. suspicious, but then it just goes away. Dennis nylon isn't really at the forefront. It's more right. the detective character that's yeah. questioning what's yeah. going on.
1: Like you feel like they're closing in and they're suspicious of her, but yeah, yeah, but you
0: never really get that. So apparently in the book, he's very much at like figuring this out and trying to get to the bottom of it. But there's always that in the back of your mind, like, like everyone kind of thinks, and I mean, it, this is the the cliche or whatever, like, like you think the, you know, the, the mistress and the husband are working together and they killed her to whatever. Um, the other thing is too, is that, so we find out when the detective comes and talks to her again. And I think this is during the scene where she's wearing the dress. So at this point in time, uh, Stephanie is like over at the house all the time. And I I don't think she's basically living. She basically is living there. I don't think she's technically moved in, but I think at this point she's, she's there all the time, but she is like going through and trying on Blake Lively's designer clothes. Yeah and going through her closet. And so she wears this beautiful black designer dress. But then of course the doorbell rings. I mean, it's that old, you know, she's in the middle of this and she can't get it off. Cause it's a zipper on the back and she's like fighting and struggling. Uh, so she <laughs> answers the door and of course it is the detective. Like they have one of those houses that has the big, windows in the door so like he's looking through and sees her she can't like she peeks over to see who it is and see they lock eyes so it's like you can't
2: pretend you're not And of course the dress is way too long tall way way too long for her because there's a big height difference yeah clearly Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively absolutely dragging along the floor yeah so
0: the detective clear I mean she's over at this house she's trying on her clothes this again looks very bad from the, the view of the detective, but now he's talking to her, you know, she's, she's answering his questions and he says, did you know that the, the husband just took out a $4 million life insurance policy before she went missing and now is found dead. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? And so earlier in the movie, I believe Anna Kendrick told the story. She, she talked to Blake lively and said, thank goodness. Okay. And so we learn in the movie that she's a widow and, uh, Stephanie's husband had died, and we don't quite know how yet. But she said, "Thank thank God for the life insurance. It was only like two hundred thousand or whatever, but like it was able to get us through it and pay for things and all that." So now all of a sudden, there's a four million dollar policy. But it's
2: running out. That was yeah, yeah, that yeah. she says. So now when the four million dollars comes up, you start thinking. At least I started thinking yeah. her money's running out. This guy has an insurance policy on right. her etc
0: i didn't you know for a long time i didn't think that anna kendrick was in on it or had anything to do with it but then as she was getting awfully chummy with the husband she's moving into the house i started to think that this might be like a real twist like something i did not see coming like she orchestrated this whole thing and 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 again with the whole my best friend is missing when they haven't even known each other a month yeah i started to think maybe she's a psycho. Like, yep. I mean, yeah. she could just be crazy that's what I thought. and she's the super mom vlog You think is supposed to be great. And all of a sudden she orchestrated the whole thing to steal the husband, get the money, you know? And so, and take over her life. And so that was in the back of my mind where I never really believed it. But then I'm like, well, that's seems like it could be going this direction. So of course she's, you know, she's like, Oh my God, I had no idea about this insurance thing. Uh, you know? And so it's a big shock to her. She, you believe her. She doesn't know what's going on. Um, so, so anyway, uh, at this point, as I think it's just randomly one day, like she's basically moved into the house involved with the kids. And I think she gets a phone call from, from Emily, if I remember correctly, like,
2: all of a sudden like no one of the kids her her, her oh that's her the first clue says, he says i saw mommy at school
0: yeah and she and they're like you know the husband and her trying to talk to him like i know you think you see your mom but he's like no i saw her and the kid is very adamant she like, was at the fence angry. right next to the playground she was right there yeah but and then the next thing though is like all of a sudden i think she gets a phone call from her and you're like, what the hell's going on? And I'm
2: like, is she hallucinating this? But it is Blake Lively on the other. End. Like, are Wait, you? An- but before that, was there the scene where she takes all the stuff out of the closet and puts it oh, away? That's, oh, that's, that's that's
1: right. And then
0: she comes back, and it's
1: all returned. So yeah. yeah,
2: that's right. Good, thank you. It's sorry, it's been a little
0: wet. So so they eventually become romantic i mean the the relationship does blossom into a romance and uh eventually the husband invites her to actually officially come live with him and so she goes to the closet and she's like you know, she doesn't like looking at all these things. There's this big picture in the foyer of like a nude painting of Emily. And then the closet is all her designer shoes. I mean, an amazing closet full of clothes and shoes and everything, but she doesn't like looking at all this designer stuff. It's not her style. And so she's like getting rid of it all. She's cleaning the whole closet out. And then she comes back like later the next day and it's all there, which is freaky. That's, you know, it's weird because it's like, it's just clothes and this movie isn't like a, a really dark movie or whatever but just seeing all this there was a very suspenseful moment because you're like well who else yeah. could have done that like that's chilling uh and so then later on she actually gets a call from her and it's like are you enjoying my husband or whatever you know she's you know and, and you're like well crap is she imagining <laughs> this is she crazy or is she really alive especially because like then they don't
2: reference the phone call for a pretty good chunk yeah. of the movie right so because in, going back to what you were thinking about hey, oh she's a psycho then you think well did she just imagine that whole closet thing and now is, right. she, is she imagining this phone call it's so it's,
0: it, they do a very good job and so i mean again not reading the book i don't know how much of this is the screenplay or the book but they do a really good job of keeping you guessing because of the way the characters written written and, and how unreliable you know this stephanie can be because it's she seems like she's so great but then she also seems kind of like she's doing some kind of weird things and moving awfully fast and you don't know what her agenda is and then the thing with this, the the half brother where you're like well she's not quite, like that's not a normal thing you should do so like there's some weird stuff going on with this yep. this woman
1: she definitely has boundary issues yeah
0: absolutely absolutely um so she's trying to get to the bottom of this crazy thing so she calls and at this point with seeing the mole on the other side I'm like Oh, well, at at this rate like then that definitely wasn't her and she's still alive. I'm like I mean, I love the movie The Prestige. You've both seen The Prestige. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all. I won't go any further, but I'm like I've seen something similar to this. You know, I've started like I love that movie. I'm like I've seen this before. And uh and so I started thinking, "Oh, well, at this rate she's calling her. There's a body moles on the other side." I'm like she has a twin. I that's just at that point I'm just like that's what it is. Um, but so she's she's trying to investigate what's going on here and uh, this is when we get a flashback of of what really happened with the half brother. And so we find out that the uh, it's like a birthday party or something for her son. I yep. think it happens at a birthday party yep. and the half brothers there and then the husband is very like he sees the half brother playing with the kid and he's very skeptical of their relationship. They're like very chummy, very close, uh, Stephanie and her br- half brother. And he says is, I think Nikki is no, is Nikki's the other, no, Nikki's the other kid. Yeah. So she, he's just basically like, is, is he mine? Is this kid even mine? And she, and she's like, Oh, what are you talking about? You know, you're crazy. So then in the next scene, like he, the, the half brother and the husband are going out for a car ride and so we see what happened, you know, and, and I think she had mentioned earlier it was a car accident to, yeah. to Emily. Yep. And so now we see them getting in the car. And so, you know, two and two together, it's like the car crashed. So I'm guessing that it was an altercation, like they got into it. And Well, someone, but the
2: husband the, was forcing the half-brother to go with him. Yeah, and I, took as, suicide, murder, I took suicide. it as a murder-suicide
1: okay. because the, the husband gives her a very knowing look as they get into the car. Mm.
0: And the half-brother's like, it'll be fine. Like, he's very smiling. He's like, it's fine. We're just talking, whatever. And, yeah, the husband is pissed. He thinks he knows that the kid isn't his. Like, he right. He knows something's going on. But, like, I, I guess I just didn't, at the time, I didn't really even think of it. Like, I, I wasn't sure. I'm like, did, oh, yeah. did they get into a fight? And the one steered it into the, the column. Because
1: when you see the car crash, it looks deliberate. Yeah, Like, it goes... Full speed, no skid marks, no skid, no slowing down. Just yeah, bam, right Oh, that, that's true. And that,
0: like a median between, right, of like a high between two roads or whatever. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay, so I mean, there you go. So we we know now the husband killed the half brother and himself in that car accident over this issue. And By the so, way,
2: I think of it as a suicide murder, not a murder suicide. One of the rare cases where suicide murder actually works. <laughs> oh, uh, that's Fair true enough. It, <laughs> it does. Yeah, you yeah. don't get to flip the script very <laughs> no. often. Usually, so, you commit yeah. suicide. Murder is off the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very true. Uh, so anyway, we this see message brought to you by the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your moment, Paul.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I think this is more insight into Stephanie's mindset. I mean, we don't really know how reliable she is. She's doing some kind of weird things. She also has this trauma. So so we can take it as that she's been involved with her half brother and now. She's having a child. She had a child with her half brother. She's hiding it from the husband, and then her husband committed suicide and killed the half brother. So, like, she's had a lot of trauma in her past. Right. So this does again kind of bring up the question: like, is she all there? Is she what she appears to be? Um, so anyway, so we see that scene, and then uh, she goes to figure out where where emily really is because she's alive and well where would she be so she traces down uh who the actual artist of this painting that was in the foyer the nude painting uh earlier when she commented on it emily says something like oh it's this person that you know i thought i that this person would amount to something but they never became anybody i took it as you know collateral for you know whatever uh, and I think she said they had a relationship. Like they broke up, and I stole this though, in right. case they would actually
2: become. She someone. was involved with that artist. Yeah.
0: So she tracks her down. It. We find out it was a woman, female artist, and she's in her studio with all these paintings. Another
1: freaks and geeks alum.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, we find out that Emily was her muse. Like she said that you know I was doing really well. Then we were together, and we broke up, and all I could like paint was her like all i could think of was her and so her art which is the
1: same thing the husband said that like she kind of sucks the life out of
0: it oh okay did he that's he yeah he kind of blamed her for not because he's so obsessed
1: with her even now right like they've been married for you know i i took it you know six seven years and that but that he still like constantly wants her like we haven't got to it yet, but this constant like meet me in the bathroom in yeah. twenty seconds things that she
2: does you know, on yeah. board the plane and, and right was, yeah
0: yeah she has a very interesting personality uh, Emily does so so anyway and and then now um, you know the artist is like just drawing knives she's like I I couldn't draw anything but hers and I just draw these knives no one wants to buy them so there's just paintings of knives everywhere uh and you don't know quite what she's gonna do she sem- seems kind of crazy but sh- uh stephanie says can you give me any clue of where she might be or what where what do you have and she says everything i have left for her is in this box and then she pulls a t-shirt out and it says it's it's this bible camp in michigan which is where the body was found right. so so and it's actually really close to where the car was found in this lake and so she goes and investigates that and she starts talking to the two people that are on the Bible camp. I think she pretends that she has a kid that wants to go there. So like giving her a tour of the place. Um, but we find she goes and finds these old yearbooks and that is when we see, you know, solidifies that she had a twin and it was hope, hope and faith. Yes. Were these two twins here. And so She, she keeps on doing her detective work and she goes and finds, she goes through the phone book and is calling all the people with the same last name and she eventually finds out where these kids or where their parents live. And so she goes and investigates uh and finds like this old run down house. Uh the husband is like going out hunting, I think. And so but the mom isn't all there. She's sitting she's like very out yeah. of it.
2: And good to see Gene Smart again.
0: Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. It's okay.
1: very uh Grey Gardens. Yes.
0: I don't never seen it.
1: Oh, it's uh it's a documentary about these two co- Kennedy cousins. They cousins? Somehow Some yeah. they're related. Just to and Cousins and they lived in the Hamptons, but they like they were they went kind of crazy. Okay, and they were hoarders, and they kept thinking that they were going to be part of high society and wealthy. And and this filmmaker made a documentary about them. Honestly, people love the documentary. I thought the documentary was a little slow and kind of rambling. You're probably better off watching. I think there was an HBO movie with Drew Barrymore, okay, uh, playing one of the were they mother daughter. I don't remember, yeah. but uh, but and it it takes that documentary, puts it more of a of a traditional narrative, and and it's a, and the performances are amazing. Okay. They really nail what the uh, what the actual women were like, but just about how crazy and they're living in this house that's just falling down around them.
0: Yeah. Well, and, it's a perfect description of what this scene is. I mean, this house is a mess, junk stacked everywhere, and this mom is just out of it. She's like rocking in front of a fireplace or whatever. She's just like, you know, in in a total daze and Stephanie is trying to f- ask questions and and trying to get to the bottom of this. She pretends to be a maid or something because the the house is a mess and so she's like, "Oh, your husband hired me to clean the place up." And I think it's funny that then the mom's like, "Yeah, starting upstairs bathroom." Right. And she's so wrong. she's, you know, just this is another great comedy element that you know Paul Feig is able to work in here. And she's like, "Well, uh, it's not lying. I'm I'm cleaning the house." Yeah, and yeah, she's exactly. really clean yeah. yeah. So she's scrubbing. Yeah, she's scrubbing the toilets and everything. Yeah. But she eventually is able to to ask questions. She's like, "Oh, I saw a picture of these girls. Are they your daughters?" And and it obviously is a very sore subject. And so the mom starts just talking in her crazy talk about these girls, and then she's like. Who are you? Are you from the insurance company? And and Stephanie's like, yeah, I am.
1: Which also shows you how crazy they are that they think all this time later that they're still going to be insurance.
0: Right. And so we find out that the girls had burned down their parents' house. Now the dad was abusive. Right. And yeah. so, and so they decided that these two girls decided that they would burn down the house and run away. And so that is why they've been on the run. That's when we we figure out, okay, that's why she doesn't want her picture taken. So she is, you know, she's she's been on the run for all these different years. And so we see in this flashback that the girls have this plan that okay, we're going to split up and get away, and then we're both going to meet up at, at you know this
2: place at this time. Okay, now I have to interrupt you here because yeah. I think this is the point. Where I have to ask, it was hope and faith and charity. There was a third sister, and that's what the tattoos are for. Right? But I th- but the, the
0: sister was I think it was like a miscarriage or a baby, like it wasn't a triplet that like they grew up with and died in the fire or anything like that. Okay, that's what I was unclear yeah, about. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the charity thing wasn't as much of like that wasn't an element of of the story where it's like, Oh, we killed our sister or anything like that. No, okay. the child, it was just a, yeah. a miscarriage or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, not to undermine that, Still but it wasn't important. To, yes. It wasn't important to the whole burning the house. Okay. Down thing. Okay. Yeah. As a as teens or whatever running away or, you know, there were just two of them. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, uh, so they're on the run and they find out that Emily meets at this bus station or wherever they're supposed to meet up at the time. And, uh, I can't remember whatever. The sister, the one that is dead in the bottom of the lake, did Faith. not show up. Faith. Okay, so Faith is the not Emily. Okay. I can't cuz they've got fake names and it's like I can't. But anyway, so the sister never showed up. And so we find out that okay, so they live their separate lives now. Emily has this re, this great job and this career and she's a mom and is married and everything. And then we find out all of a sudden the the way that the murder death came up is that uh, faith had actually called her and was blackmailing her. She said, I'm going to turn us in. I'm going to admit everything to the police. And Emily doesn't want to throw everything away or, you know, and she's like, you can't do that. Uh, But, she's also a, a junk she's a junkie. She's, she's, she's
1: got nothing so she might as well to lose she has nothing to lose when she yeah. throws everything no away.
0: family you know because Emily's like I have a son now I have a family and yeah faith has nothing and so uh, this is also why and we didn't mention it earlier but now it, it's relevant uh, they said and that there uh, her liver was damaged and the dead body the liver was damaged there was heroin shot up all over her body right, and everything right. and You know, Stephanie's like, I knew she liked to have a drink, but she never had any marks on her arms. No, no, and and she didn't take her as someone that was like a heroin user. It just, you know, and she said, no, that's not her. And so another weird thing where now it all makes sense. And so you've got this junkie that's basically blackmailing her, says you're going to pay me or I'm going to, you know, whatever. And then she's just crazy. She's like, oh, let's go swimming like we used to back at the camp. And so she strips down, she runs into the water. We see the scene where then, you know, the Emily runs in after her. They're both in the water. And then Emily murders her. She's just like, she just has no other option. She's like, I can't have you ruining my whole life. And so she drowns her. And that is, you know, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And so now we've, I mean, Stephanie's figured this out, but they're all, they're both, now it's like they're playing this game of cat and mouse. Like, you know, She's sending her messages through her vlog. You know, Stephanie's like sending her secret messages to try to get her to come back and meet up. Meanwhile, Emily actually goes and I think she sets up an appointment or sets up. What is, well, how does the husband go to the restaurant? Who does he think he's meeting? I can't remember. Oh, man. Everything. Was it who, an insurance thing or something? I can't remember. Was- Somehow she lures the husband to a restaurant for a meeting. I just can't remember what it was, but then all of a sudden she's like in a trench coat and a hat or whatever disguise and she shows up and she's like, it's me. Hello. And and this is the first time like he honestly did not know she was still alive. Like the husband is innocent and all this, but she's a very manipulative and crazy person. And so she is basically starts pitting them against each other. And that's where we get this real game of cat and mouse. She talks to the husband and says, you know, you you know what what's with you moving on so fast this woman's in our house and and he
1: Yeah cuz she never envisioned that he would end up with Anna Kendrick. Yeah. And, and like so that was a wrinkle. She just thought she would disappear for a little bit, get the money and then they those two could could get out of could could move to another country and everything would be okay with
0: the funds but now it's yeah now he's actually had her move in and you know took her clothes out of the closet and and, you know she's taking over she's being the mom to their son and so he really downplays it and he's like no she didn't mean anything which she's crazy and so i i took him as a very genuine person i took him as he does care about Stephanie but he's like no she didn't mean anything but I didn't take that as Did you? I didn't no, really
1: No, th- I took it I, I I agree. I took it okay. as he was lo- he was telling her what, what she, wanted, she to wanted to hear because yeah. he was scared of her. He was. Because... I mean I think in a lot of ways he's an abused spouse. Yeah, exactly. I mean she's she's the one It's just it it's not physical. It's it's yeah. psychological. So right.
0: yeah, so and I only say that because it's going to come up later that she actually st- Emily records this conversation. We find out later and plays it back. That makes Stephanie mad that he's saying this, but like in my mind, like the husband is innocent. He does care for Stephanie really. And, and you know, it's just crazy pants is playing them against each other. So then uh, Emily goes to Stephanie and says, this was all his plan. He didn't really ever care about you. Right. Listen to This recording. It was his idea to take the money, move away and do all this. So he was playing you the whole time. And so she pits them against each other and I, I just I just keep feeling really bad for the husband because I'm like, he's innocent and all this. Yeah. And now I thought that they were going to either kill him or make him arrested and they were going to run off or something. And I'm like, this poor husband, he's totally innocent and all this. Um, but so uh, Stephanie moves back out. She moves back to her little house or apartment or wherever she lived before. You know, she had moved everything and now she's moved back
2: uh, and... Uh, because you can do that in movies. Right, exactly, yeah. right? Once you
0: move... it's yeah, Once no you move deal. out of your
2: house, you still have it. It can go back anytime sort of and all your stuff is still yeah. there.
0: I'm like, how long are these houses sitting on the market just waiting for them to move back? I mean, I know that sometimes it's hard to sell a house, but geez, yeah. like months later... By the way, whatever. good luck trying to get out of that realtor contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, can I just move back in there? It's fine, you know. Um, okay, so... Um, she, so eventually through these cryptic messages and everything, she gets, uh, Stephanie gets Emily to come meet her at a cemetery and she's pouring the drink that, that Emily had taught her about earlier. It's this, what is it? A martini with a twist of lemon or something. It's a, a spray very, of yeah. lemon. oh no, I'm sorry. It's, it's a gin martini because Ryan Reynolds owns a gin company. Oh yeah. Aviation, uh-huh. aviation gin. Okay. which is what's in this movie. It's gotcha. Ryan Reynolds oh, Gin Company gotcha. that he just bought. So, like, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, good product placement there. But anyway, so it's this gin martini thing or whatever. But she makes two of them. And here comes Blake Lively with her another awesome outfit and a cane. And she's looking awesome. And she's like, how did you figure it out? And they have this little showdown. Uh, but so now she is trying to get stephanie to work against the husband uh you know they talk about the story with the sister and everyone's up to speed here um and so now you think that she's going to turn against the husband and how does the showdown happen i can't remember exactly is this basically where they lure lure they
1: all end up in the house at yeah. the same time
0: is there am i missing something in between though when they meet up and It seems like she's going to turn on the husband, but then they're really working
2: together. Spoilers. Well, she takes out the gun and shoots him.
0: Right, right. But, I mean, am I missing anything before this final showdown? Because this is basically the end. Okay. So they all meet up in the house, and and then, yeah, Blake, yeah, all three of them are there. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this just seems too weird that Stephanie's going along and believing this crazy person and she's really going to turn on the husband. So I'm like, this has to be a setup of some sort. And she's uh, Emily starts confessing and then step and and, uh, she takes out a gun, shoots, uh, Anna Kendrick pretends to kind of be crazy and like mad at him for, I can't believe you would set me up I can't like believe- this. I loved you. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, at first Blake live, like, Whoa, hold on here. And she's like, no. And she shoots the husband. But then, Emily figures out it's theatrics. She starts slow clapping. All right, everybody get up. She starts... And you know, confessing to the whole thing. By
2: the way, remember where I said I never can figure these things out, yeah. even though my wife can? Yeah. yeah. It was at that moment that I thought, okay, something's up here because the blood <laughs> on his shirt was way too red. Right. right. And I know that movie special effects people are much better than that. Right. Going all the way back to the sting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> you know, when the blood is coming out of Redford's mouth at the yeah. end, it doesn't look fake. Right. This looked completely fake, like the kind of thing. Uh, her character Stephanie would make in her yeah, kitchen on right. one of her vlogs yeah. today I'm going to teach you how to make fake blood Right,
0: <laughs> it's very true <laughs> and it's bright red Well, I'm glad you figured it out before the end Paul I'm <laughs> glad you figured it out uh, so <laughs> you still had a couple minutes left to go but <laughs> yeah, it's so like
2: six minutes left <laughs> of the movie I finally got there <laughs>
0: so she confesses the whole thing and they're like aha but we've got you and she's like oh these wires or whatever were supposed to record me and so the she found the two wires so she basically was doing the evil villain like the smart villain of like, oh, I'm going to confess this thing, but I already know that you were trying to record me and I've taken care of that. Uh, and so then she goes more and more into the plan and it seems like all is lost, but then right b- before, I-, I guess does Blake Lively have a gun or a real gun, right? Yeah. Cause she, cause
1: she shoots him for real. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah
0: she ends up shooting the husband and then you think that she's going to shoot Anna Kendrick after she's confessed the whole thing. But then Anna Kendrick's like, you know, say hello to my, millions of viewers or whatever, come to find out she had a hidden camera on one of the pins of her dress or blouse or whatever. A button. No, I'm sorry. A button. She had a hidden camera in her button. So She's live streaming the whole thing. She's live streaming the whole thing, which I I was like, she's a vlogger. I just, I knew it had to come into play. So that was cool how they did it with a button. I thought maybe she had a, just a, phone set up at a bookshelf or something right. but even more clever because you couldn't see it they're so small yeah but she's live vlogging so i think that's great again it all ties in with like that's a very real thing that could happen now Dave. let's
2: just stop again right here okay because while all of this is going on yes the police are going to the wrong house remember the police are going to her house or i don't even remember where they were going to but they're not paying attention to the live stream on her vlog the police don't find out about it until the vloggers contact the police and have then they they show up after the whole thing is yeah, over. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, cuz it's the
1: it's the the one gay dad who ends up hitting her with the car when she tries now, to Now you escape. don't know he's gay. I I assume he was gay. Well, oh, I guess you, I I, mean, I, well, I know guess assume don't. he's gay because I, <laughs> because he's gay in everything he's ever I've ever seen him. Yeah, in. Yes. I,
0: I know. I'm just giving you trouble because yeah. he never has. A, I mean, you don't know. It's just like all the moms at school that are all very like. What would you say? Like they're all. I wouldn't say they are jealous. the snarky Greek yeah, chorus. Just, I mean, right. Anna Kendrick is the yes. perfect mom, and they're yeah giving their commentary. And I thought
2: those three characters are the big weakness in this movie. Not to yeah, but they are they, they are a weakness in this movie. Yeah, they didn't, I didn't do like do them at all. for
0: it. but he's one of the moms, quote unquote. Right. So yeah, I mean you presume he is, but I'm just like you know, they never say he's gay, so I yeah. was
2: just giving it a He you could crap. be the stay at home dad.
0: Yeah. Come on. Uh, but anyway, uh so yeah, he they I don't I didn't even remember the whole police thing, but what happens is yeah, he's watching the live log and so she is trying to escape after she finds out that you know this was all being broadcast and so she runs out the door and he mows her down with his prius or whatever and she goes flying over yeah because it It was was lively because it was silent yeah Yeah, because it's silent but deadly or whatever (laughs) right so he mows mows blake lively down and and saves anna kendrick's i guess does she still have her gun i can't remember why i thought he saved her But was he just stopping her from getting away? I'm sorry. This is what happens when I see a movie a week and a half before. I think he just runs her down in the Just to stop her from getting away. Okay. Yeah. So he he runs her down, saves the day. Uh, She is taken away in handcuffs. Uh, And that's pretty much how it all wraps up. Um, There's a little um, uh, epilogue of, like, you know. A A vlog episode, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: There's a vlog episode, and she's, like, super.
1: Yeah, now she's got, like. 70,000
0: subscribers. Yeah, she's got a tons or, of yeah. tons of subscribers, and then doesn't she say, like, and now, for, because of all your help and whatever, now I'm going to be working on my own cases, and, like, it goes to a website or something where she's, like, got her own detective agency, yeah. you know, so. Did, are
1: there, have they made more books in this? Is this a series?
0: I don't know. I mean. It's gonna be. Yeah, I mean, that book just came out in 2017. Right. So, I mean, I can't imagine that there would be even that much room. But Maybe they
2: just bought the rights to the book and the characters, because this is going going to be it's going to have to be a sequel or a tv show or They're something
0: definitely setting it up to be some kind yeah. of a fun you know uh, another mystery that she'll be solving but anyway so she opens up her own detective agency and then after that they go to the little epilogue and you know, black screen with white text about where everyone is now and the only thing that i really didn't like about this is i mean stephanie's relationship with the husband seemed so genuine and once they all figured out that blake lively was crazy and like I mean, Stephanie was so good with their kid, with Nikki and everything. I kind of wanted them to be together, but it's just like he moved away with Nikki and now he's a successful professor or whatever. I don't know. I just, I don't like how they weren't together. And I guess they didn't want to tie them down for future movies or whatnot. But, you know, I mean, but it just seemed like after they've been through so much and they were in love and so good together that I just felt like they would be together after the whole crazy incident. But they just did the, you know, he moved on and they said father and son are very happy. Yeah. And, you know, she's got her detective agency. I think Emily's in jail for forty year or life or whatever. You know, she's she's away and
1: Yeah, she'd been for a while. I mean she killed somebody. Yeah. So An attempted murder. Yeah.
0: And then I think I think other than that, there's just one other little stinger. I don't i had like a mid credit scene or something. Isn't isn't Blake Lively playing am I making this up is she playing basketball in prison or something? Oh
1: yeah, and they basically <laughs> were making it look like she was taken over the prison. She's running she, the joint she because the, she, yeah. She was
2: the tough girl on the Yeah, block.
0: because, I mean, with her personality, it's only natural, so, yeah, so I, she,
2: I gotta say, you mentioned a few times how great Anna Kendrick is in this movie. Completely reliable because you know how good an actress she is. Yeah, she is very This dependable. is the best thing I've ever seen Blake Lively do. I liked her a lot in The Shallows. I think I first noticed her in The Town uh, back in 2010 mm-hmm. with uh, John Hamm. Yeah. What and, about in The Fighter?
1: Isn't she in The Fighter?
2: I don't think so. Who am I thinking of? Plays Amy like Adams. Amy ra- Adams. Oh, that's what I'm
1: yep. thinking of. I thought um, she was. I thought she was. A, no, she was
2: also in the Age of Adeline, which is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but but our most popular one episode. of our most popular episodes. I know. We don't know why. But
2: uh, um, the Gossip hate, Girl hate, is where hate. she started. Yeah, but uh, I thought she was terrific in The Shallows. A couple See, of years I never ago. saw
0: that, but everyone says that's
2: really good. It's surprisingly and not, good. And we, saw, were, we were joking about uh, shark movies earlier. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good shark. Well, movie. I
0: guess I saw the movie with the the two the two people. Open water. Open water. Yeah. yeah, which was
2: good. I I mean that
0: was a wild. Mu- this is much better. Is it? Okay. Because it's
2: just her and the shark. They for they for ninety percent of the movie, no, it's her. <laughs> it's her trying not to get eaten by the shark. Okay, um, was a day when she's surfing alone in this cove. And and she's terrific. I keep in the hearing movie. how good it
0: is. I just it's yeah. I, I'm gonna have to check it out. So I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I agree. She's excellent in this. Um, I I really like her style sense. I think her character is really well written uh, she's funny you know she's very uh, it's a cool character i i think she did great in this um i like blake lively i would like to see her getting more roles that can you know show what she can actually do but yeah. they're both great together i mean anna kendrick like you said always dependable they very funny
2: such good chemistry with they the do of them.
0: they really do they're having fun they are it's, yeah they're good together there are some duos on screen that just don't work like uh that one with mila kunis i couldn't even tell you the name of that movie and <laughs> what's that which were? mila kunis spy movie oh
1: the spy who dumped me okay which i wanted to like that movie like kate mckinnon kate yeah, mckinnon kate, was, yeah. and it's
0: like those i i didn't you know that didn't work for me but like in this movie you know it, they they were great you know and it's i mean it's too, obviously those two won't be together in the sequel you know i mean well
1: i don't know they, they you could have all sorts of plot devices
0: you could i guess but you know they're really good together it doesn't seem like they'd be going the direction for them to team up i mean Blake Lively was the villain she's put away now sure. but but I, I really did like them both um and again this just kind of reminded me of a, a i really liked Veronica Mars Veronica Mars is coming back right so they're 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 getting another one finally uh, they made a movie and that was it after the series has been over. Now the series is coming back. So it reminded me of that. I, and I don't know why, just because of a detective agency of funny comedy, yeah, it's but funny, it's female yeah. driven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I I'm kind of excited. I think a, a, a sequel with Anna Kendrick solving mysteries like that. Yeah. I'm kind of down. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, I really enjoyed
2: this. I did, I went in no, having no idea what to expect. And, Tom, you and I go to a lot of press screenings uh-huh. where there are hundreds of other people, non-press, who are there. Right. Which was the case. Did you see this? I screening? did not go to the screening. I actually bought a ticket. Okay. How many times at a press screening do you hear the audience buzzing with excitement after the movie I as mean, they're leaving? A couple times a year, maybe. This was one of those yeah. movies. Yeah, I believe it. And I turned to my wife and I said, this movie's going to be a word-of-mouth hit.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what, and I, I, I mean,
1: I was very happy to see it in the number two spot this week with only a thirty six percent drop because it deserves it. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be you know a hundred and fifty million dollar movie, but I could definitely see it being one of those movies if they do bother to make a sequel to it that the sequel outperforms because people will discover it. Yeah, you know, on on home video. Yeah, I agree. Ironically enough, similar to like Austin Powers. Yes, like Austin Powers was not a big hit. And that's but that second one was a juggernaut because so many people found
0: it on home video. Right. So. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I Paul Feig. You know, I think it's really cool how he's made these female driven films that have done really well. I mean, he's got a knack for it. He's he's a talented director. I I, uh, hope he continues to do good things. I, I hadn't heard from him for a while before this. Like Ghostbusters. Oh, is, did he? Did he do Ghostbusters? Business? I think yeah. this okay. is his first movie since Ghostbusters. Yeah, Definitely right. his first one since Ghostbusters. Yeah. I had forgotten that he. That makes sense that with the cast and everything that he did. And
1: I, I like that he he kind of took a swerve. Yeah, like he didn't go completely outside of his wheelhouse, but it's like it's still like he's he seems to work very well with female casts. Yeah, he seems to work very well in comedy, and this. Is both of those things, but it's also something totally yeah, different.
0: Yeah, no, I mean this genre. I mean, other than female driven, I mean, this is so different with the the murder mystery type. Right. Thing. Um, I was not a fan of Ghostbusters, so I guess that's why I forgot. Like. Yeah, I considered him gone for a while since those first two that were really good because I'm like, oh, but I had, I had forgotten. I blanked that one out of my memory.
2: I I was fine with Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, Me I, too. I liked it. I laughed. I, I don't know what more you want from it. Yeah, I I would like to see this become a trend, particularly at a time now where we're talking about all these, you know, Me Too and Time's Up and, and, and getting women into more positions of power, uh, all of that going on now. I would love to see this movie be the reason Hollywood goes, you know what? Let's make more movies like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is refreshing.
0: I mean, that's the thing is that this movie is good and it's funny. It's suspenseful. And again, with the female driven cast, I, I think you're going to just keep we're getting more and more. And I think we're going to keep as long as they keep the quality up like this. Yep. Um, I love seeing it, too. I mean, because this is a movie that I mean, I guess with this script, with this story, I guess it lends. I mean, you have the mommy vlogger, you know, you have the moms, the fashion world. I mean obviously that could be male too but you know i mean this story maybe is more lending itself towards being female driven but you know mysteries in general when you talk about detective agencies that's why stuff like veronica mars is so refreshing because the detective is always a guy right i mean it traditionally sure and so when you see a murder mystery like this and it is female-led it's refreshing and and it's this movie is a great testament to there's no reason why it couldn't be. And so, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think it would be great to see more in this vein. And, and this is a sequel where, you know, some movies wrap up, especially mysteries where you're like, okay, that story's done. I don't really need to see a sequel, but the way they've set it up and, and with this character that we now know isn't completely nuts. Like at first I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know, but, but like she's, you know, she's quirky. She's Anna Kendrick. it's like, I think that could be fun, her trying to stumble through this world of, she's not a PI or a detective, you know, but, like, she's a vlogger. But, like, right. to see her stumbling and, and going on these adventures, yeah.
2: Also, yeah. also, you don't have to do, I mean, if you're going to do female-led mysteries, it doesn't have to be Gone Girl or Girl on a Train where they're totally serious. Right. This, the sense of humor is a big selling point for me yeah. about this movie, The Simple Favor.
0: Well, oh, and I think that's where, I, I guess that's maybe where, so that, like, The Spy Who Dumped Me it's a little different genre. It's the spy genre instead of right. murder mystery. But you still have this duo, this female duo that's going in and, and they're out of their element, so they're not really spies where Anna Kendrick isn't really a detective. You know, right. They're out of their element. And that was not a very well written movie. Where this movie is well written. So you've got the you have the serious elements where it doesn't ever get too serious, but you still have the murder and, and the investigation, which is a serious subject in police investigations. Um, but then you have the humor, which is interjected, which Paul Feig is obviously very good at, like we talked about. Whereas, like Spy Who Dumped Me was just kind of stupid humor, and right. so it didn't mix as well with the action. And so this is the example of like what I would like to see more. This is how you take that that fish out of water, or that you know mixing the genres and with a smart script, and and I think it was really balanced. Yeah, absolutely, it was, yeah, absolutely. Yep.
1: It, was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess uh, guess that's it for this one. Let's uh, go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. Can I plug my trivia website? Absolutely. This okay. is this, this is what it, we're here for.
2: All right. It only takes a minute to play, and it's free. And Kevin designed the website, but go to it anyway. It's <laughs> harrischallenge It's fun.
0: It's always very. Uh, I, I mean, it's topical. Paul takes very relevant uh, topical subject matter, and whether it be sports or movies or you know, he's he's really good about working. It's fun to play. It's not just. It's not these trivia questions. Sometimes you get these trivia questions where they're like, don't know, don't care. These are dumb. Like I love the way that you're able to work it into things that are relevant Thank, and thank you. It's yeah. five,
2: five questions, and if you do well enough in that category, you run a bonus category of five more questions, and then you're done. It's <laughs> taking up a minute or two of your
0: day. And you get bragging rights. I mean, if you do well. If you don't do well, you can share it, but yeah. I mean. I
2: have people who tell me that they never share it <laughs> because they never get to the second category, <laughs> but they love playing it yeah. anyway. So awesome. that's that's harrischallenge.com Harris And you can
0: follow me on Twitter At Kevin R. Brackett
1: And you can follow me on Twitter At Roger Kubert Or on Facebook At facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe If you want to find the show online You can do it at Twitter At Real Spoilers Or on Facebook At facebook.com Slash Real Spoilers While you're there Join the League of Show Sharers And uh, don't forget about Patreon Patreon.com Slash Real Spoilers So that's it for this week I have no idea What's opening next week Night school? Oh jeez uh, I don't know
0: We'll have to think <laughs> We'll have to think on that. Deep fried so, taco. Episode. Yeah. We haven't done one in a while. Maybe <laughs> that I, so. th- okay. I'm that movie does not look good at all. And the reviews are kind of backing that up because yeah. I've, I've read some early reviews and it's apparently terrible, which I mean, I just don't know that it's going to lend to our type of discussion. Just being comedies
1: a, are hard to review yeah. typically because it's very pass
0: yeah. fail. You that's either laugh dumb. or it, yeah, you didn't not Yeah. That's dumb. That's not funny. And or. there's
2: another movie coming out called the hate you give. That could be interesting. Which is also screening for press this week. Yeah. Again, I don't know. what the open. hate
0: you give?
1: It's like a young adult book, and it's about uh, a black girl whose boyfriend gets killed by the cops. Uh, that she looks witnesses, really good. Yeah. That looks really good. Yeah.
0: That might be. So, yeah, time. so we'll maybe see.
1: we'll tackle that one. So who knows? We'll figure it out, and you'll find out shortly we after we We always do. Yeah, so <laughs> that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, Tony shoots the albino and saves the pope. Move,
0: bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way.